Today, we are talking about some of the stupid, crazy, weird ideas we've had that have never made it to light so far. Matthew and I have had a bunch of strange and unusual things we've done in the past. We'll talk about some of these. Most of these have not worked at all. Um, but they're they're kind of humorous and funny. You didn't know this was coming. I did not know this was coming. Well, I, knew, I know I know where this conversation started. Yes, uh, you do know it this started. week. So but let's talk about some of and again, I, I actually think it's super important for you as a business or as a firm of like you have to try crazy ideas and things, even if most of them don't work. So we're going to talk about a few of the ones that we did and you all can laugh along with us or maybe be inspired just to try some super strange, weird ideas in your business. And maybe you'll learn something like we did. All that here today on Drink While You Think, which is a Friday for us. Happy hour conversation amongst a couple of firm owners who are doing super weird, interesting things in their firms that we're happy to tell you about. So today, Matthew, who's my co-founder, co-founder and co-conspirator and co-host here. I'm your other co-host, Kenji. Matthew, who's our sponsor today? And you are all over the place today. I am. He came in I, hot from a golf round. Now I did. And so I've just, maybe already been pre-gaming. Like, oh, yeah. He's, he's been pre-gaming. So uh, our sponsor today is FreshBooks. FreshBooks. Uh, the Actually, I believe it's the second largest accounting software in the United States, FreshBooks. Come meet them at, oh, this is going to drop after the Atlanta one. Come on the sh- come on and meet the, the FreshBooks folks as they do their roadshow in the four largest cities uh, or four cities around the United States and, and North America. Um, did I do anything wrong? Oh, yeah. we're gonna, It's like hopefully they're, they're going to be here next. They're going to be oh, here. Wednesday, Actually, right? if you're listening to this, I hope you've been there and hope you've met us in person at the Atlanta FreshBooks Roadshow. And technically, the, well, they're the second largest in North America since they're a Canadian firm. Awesome. In the States. But they, they sent us this beer, not from Canada, but it's an Atlanta beer. So let's crack these. So, and Kenji and I did not pre-plan this. Um the, because we haven't recorded in a while, we just picked up the beers that we wanted to. But it's the Atlanta, um, the Hartsfield IPA uh, from Atlanta Brewing. So, cheers, Kenji. Cheers, dude. Um, let's let's pour this. I'm actually gonna pour mine. I'm gonna do this, Matthew. I'm okay. Yeah, you I'm should pouring. you should pour it and see what. It lo- oh, pour it in your new um, your new. Uh, speaking of silly things that Kenji um, had, like Kenji was adamant that Acuity now needs Yeti swag. So that is one of the crazy things that has been on your, that's been your passion. This has been your passion project for at least a long, for a long time. I've heard you talk about this. I like good swag. I feel like good when you have good swag and I'm like, you know what? I thought about this. I'm like, everybody loves a Yeti. No one throws away Yeti swag. So check out that great Yeti Acuity swag. We gave these out very first and foremost to our speakers at AcuityCon as a thank you. These are the Yeti pint glasses. They're stackable. So you can put them in there and go pour a beer in. It's perfect size for a beer or there's a good cocktail. And we're also planning on, you come on, drink while you think, you get one of these sweet Acuity Yetis. So just so you know, a little teaser. People, we ask people all the time to come on Acuities, drink while you think, and get people, you know, never show up. But we we have a guest coming up in a couple of weeks, Matthew, I'm very excited about. So awesome. she will get some nice Acuity Yeti swag. 
So awesome. Cheers to you and cheers to the cheers, fresh team. Thank you for these great beers. Mm. Oh, that's, I like it. I like that so far. Um, so let's get back into the topic of the day. It's really around experimentation. And I think you and I are both pretty adamant that I think firms and entrepreneurs should do lots of experimentation and try weird, crazy things. So I'm going to throw it back and forth. I've got a few of these experiments I know that you've done. Um, I'm going to kick it off to you, Matthew. What's an experiment that I think most people don't know about that you and I did that oh, doesn't the- have to be successful, but like you think people would find like, wait, what the hell did you guys do? Give me one and I'll go back. Give me one of your favorite ones that like you think is just sure. super weird. Um, well, <laughs> we could almost only do these around marketing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very because we haven't had a professional marketing staff in house until uh, last year. Very so, um, um, so in the early days when we were trying to figure out marketing, we bought the website bookkeepingsucks.com and we started like a Tumblr thing where we were putting JPEGs on it and stuff like that. And very much in the vein of like, this is pre kind of going concern. This is like when going concern was getting started. So, and then when going concern got started, um, we kind of let it go. And, and now we just, we can't, we, we have never let go of the website though. I think we still own. I, I just checked to make sure we have it. And also others can go out there and look And if you type in your URL, bookkeepingsucks.com, you won't see much there anymore. It will take you to a Tumblr site. For those of you who remember what Tumblr was, um, it does not take you to a generic one. It does not take you to our original one that we built. Um, oh, that's pretty sad. It had a bunch of funny Boy. names to it, but it was, it was, it was not very good. Do you remember what was your reference to the why? Why did we acquire and do bookkeepingsucks.com? We wanted to be different, dude. We were going to be like, tell entrepreneurs, like, bookkeeping sucks. We know it. And we wanted to, I don't know, at some point, that one went through very a bunch of iterations. You're, like, you're 100% maybe right. we could, maybe we can, like, that was the original one. And then I was like, oh, maybe we can attract employees, like, going concern, like, like bookkeeping but, sucks. We do it different. I, I remember, I think to your point, though, one of the things that we recognized that we felt was problematic within the accounting industry was most websites, including ours, talked about the importance of accounting and good bookkeeping, talked about how great it was. It had all these very positive, oh, it's so important and here's why. And it was everybody's website almost spoke to why, like, here's why you should care so much about accounting. and. That is not incorrect, but I think that's coming from a voice of the discussions we have as firm owners. I have rarely ever heard a business owner who's not an accountant say like, oh, I just love talking to accounting. It's so important. I love it. And so I think you and I recognize that like that is not the voice of an entrepreneur, a founder. They're like, you know what it is? Bookkeeping sucks. It is a pain in my ass. I don't like it. And that was a little bit of our attempt to be like, let's be different. Let's go like recognize the fact that let's speak with the same voice that most business owners have. Like, I don't like it. It's a pain in my ass. I don't want to do it. And that 
I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Our execution of what we were doing was it's pretty wrong. <laughs> well, we didn't do anything with it except we made. There were some very funny. Well, there was a lot of time spent on it with a lot of without much uh, intentionality to monetization or like really understanding how that journey should look. So yeah, that was yeah. That was a long time ago, dude. That was a long time ago. I have to go back and look at when we when we acquired bookkeepingsocks.com. This would it be had a fun to be one. like it had to be like eight or seven or eight years ago. It had to be. And this would be a fun one. I would really love it. And if people in their comments could drop us like, what are some domains maybe you've purchased that like you thought were a good idea that we don't know that our friends who own firms actually have these weird domains? We've got a few of them. And that was one for us, but I'm curious whether folks have. There's another one. I'll, I'll, I'll go next on this one, Matthew, but we're going to have a very, there's going to be themes. I think this is an area to your point of marketing to where we had nobody to corral us in and rein us in on our idiot ideas. Another domain that we had that we actually did more with, it still didn't really work anywhere. We had another one called the tax autopilot. Remember that? Oh yeah. Taxautopilot.com. I think we have. Taxautopilot.com. Tax autopilot. So we had it's called the tax autopilot. Now, in perspective, today Acuity has a tax practice. When we created the tax <laughs> we autopilot, did, we did not. We did not have a tax practice. We were we did not. And what I recollect about what we were doing was we're like, okay, again, very the good thing about these crazy ideas in marketing, we're like, we're trying to get in the heads of what a business owner was thinking. Yeah. And we're like, oh, they care about knowing like tax deadline. They care about knowing when like, oh, I need to remember something. And yeah. so I think, yeah, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I think our thought was like, okay, if they could sign up for a thing called the tax autopilot, it would automatically give them notifications and information about when, hey, a filing's coming up. There's yes. a deadline. Like, right? People get nervous about that. And we thought, we, oh, we'll we actually- that had not only the taxautopilot.com we had a call to action on our website to yes. sign up for the tax autopilot we took this one further than we took bookkeeping sucks and i believe there are people still subscribed to the tax autopilot with very little very much disappointment in the productivity of that <laughs> thing i don't think there's anything that goes out the last notification this. you got was probably about an estimated tax payment for q3 somewhere back in 2013 2020 20, it might have been 2016 <laughs> maybe it's on or about somewhere in that range somewhere between 2013 I, and 2016 was the last email you got you're welcome you're welcome do we i don't think we even own the tax autopilot anymore do we dude i don't know you always let these laps you you're like you're a crazy idea matthew you're like i mean we both have these i'm gonna look at it while we're sitting here right here um i don't know that oh it can't be reached I don't know if it was the or just taxautopilot.com. Man, it was okay. No. Oh, was somebody great. else owns Tax Autopilot. It's not us. Oh, they somebody else bought it now. Oh man, someone else owns it. Taxautopilot.com. The tax the taxautopilot.com looks to be still available. So all of those out there who like the idea, oh. I'm not even gonna take it. Y'all can have it just for listening. That's a value to you. Tax autopilot has been taken by somebody. We may have to go back in and take a look at what they're doing well, we were kind of website obsessed were we not i was i don't know i think you i, I pulled you well, into that a few times some of them i was into let's get into one here so we talked about okay tax autopilot i know where you're going with this next one 
you know where I'm going with this next one. You, you like know. to pick on me on this one. I do. I do. Um, For context, this was like 2014, 2015, like for people, right? And this, and I'm you gonna, are, I'm gonna you set URLs, it up. URLs mattered at the time. I'm going to set it up. More than they do today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it quickly over to you because we need to get into Matthew's head. And he gave you some of his headspace about this before. Um, Matthew very strongly believed that URLs matter. I was never quite sure. I couldn't quite get my head around it. But we say URLs, it was like you needed to have a very specific in your website name, your URL, what the hell you did, right? And so there was that thesis and theory. I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I think it can sometimes be taken to the extreme. Um, But... (laughs) We, I'll say we, were interested at one point in bookkeeping.com. Not just bookkeeping socks. That was an easy one to get. We still own that one. Bookkeeping.com. Like, okay, are people going to go look for bookkeeping? If you typed into Google or some search engine, I need bookkeeping, there's the thesis of like, well, shouldn't that rank higher? Or will people go and put bookkeeping.com higher? And so we talked about it like anybody would. Now, as my wonderful business partner is prone to do, he has lots of good ideas. He sometimes takes them like really like in these deep dive, like, whoa, he went somewhere where I was not expecting to go. He was obsessed with like, we are going to go get bookkeeping.com. And so I'm going to turn it over to you now to talk about like your obsession with bookkeeping.com. (laughs) <laughs> you're you're such a pain in the ass. Um, I'm just being real. I don't know what it was. It, it it really resonated for me. Like at least a year, maybe two years. It resonated with me that as like we need to think about marketing and being yeah. of scale. Like you know, having one of the premier domain names might matter. So it intrigued me. I had in my fair, in fairness to me, I had had a client who they were like, they were a whole business. They were called IREIT at the time. I they, Say it again. What was it called? I and then REIT, like Real Estate Investment Trust. Oh, IREIT. Okay. IREIT.com. Um, I don't know if they're still around, but they owned about like 400,000 of these domain names. So there was like, to me, it was an asset type because I'd done the audit for these guys back in my old life. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, when bookkeeping.com was out there, I just was intrigued by it. I was intrigued by the lead flow from it. I, I didn't really, you know, to be fair, understand that the top of the funnel kind of stuff at the time um, and how important that is. I just understood that the people doing marketing right were, were winning, right? They were winning. They were having lots of leads. We, um, we were very obsessed with inbound. Like, how do you create very inbound? Very obsessed yeah. with inbound. Inbound, non-relationship inbound. Correct, yeah. To be Which again, we saw specific. there are almost no accountants, even today, very few really doing that. We're seeing more of that today. But back then we saw nobody, you'd never hear when you ask any accountant, like, where do you get leads from? Hunt Almost 99% would say, oh, referrals. And they were so proud of like, I get referrals. I get referrals from like people I know. And you're like, you and I, I remember would be very... We're like, we get that. We get referrals too. Cause 
everybody knows people, but you and I were like, that doesn't scale. Everybody's network is a is is constrained. It's not that large. You can't scale it infinitely. And so we're like, great. Which yeah, unless, so, unless you're unless you're so, so you're making my point. So I'm making you. I'm making your for point. a few hundred thousand dollars. What's a URL? <laughs> wait, can can you can you step back one more time again and say wait for how for much? A, for a few hundred thousand dollars, what's a URL if it's going to give you that? If it's going to be that 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 the thing. Wait, In I my defense, saying, we did not buy it. We did not buy it. Well, why? Because. If you put a couple hundred thousand dollars to work, you've got to be able to do the next step, which is then figure out what to do after that. (laughs) And then the practical side of me was not against spending a couple hundred grand on a website. Actually, the practical side of me got held up with, if we do this, we got to be ready to go. Like we have to have a marketing plan. We got to have like a way to monetize it. We got to, we got to have some facts to like, show that the funnel works we can't just because no like any of our clients when they think oh it's just a one-time cost or oh we're gonna throw money at this that doesn't ever work no you like there's a ton of work to do after and i guess the ton of work after i wasn't ready for yeah yeah it yeah i mean that and and i was broke I didn't have again, a thousand dollars. Do you remember what the quote was? What did they quote us for bookkeeping.com? Uh, it was somewhere between two hundred and four hundred thousand dollars. It was so, it was a stupid number. But I mean, we didn't have that shit at the no, time. No, we like, didn't have it. Even if we did now, you're like But it was really exciting. You were super excited. <laughs> but, but that's baby. It's as fun as stupid ideas, you know? All right, I'll tell you about another one of mine. And these are all marketing. It's so funny. They're most, I mean, I say they're marketing, but um, the ones that are coming to mind now are on a theme. I had one, I think, before before you were at Acuity or maybe very close into that I got super excited about. I was like, oh, this is going to resonate so much with small business owners. And it was a thing called the path. The path. I'd worked on it from a marketing standpoint. and And... And the concept was basically that, okay, if we let small businesses self-identify where they are on the path, where on this, this path which we equated to their journey as an entrepreneur, then the path at different stages as you progressed on the path, it equated to specific accounting services that met your needs on the path. Not not a terrible idea. Like you can, all these things we're talking about, I think people can see like, oh, I, I can kind of get it. It just becomes something you become obsessed with, right? You're like, oh, yeah. oh I'm going to do it. This is great. And I think I tend to get in some weird spots. Maybe we all do when you're like, oh, I'm trying to think like a business owner who's trying to understand accounting is where I've gotten a little weird with things. So I'm like, oh, if I give them this path. So this is back in the day, I used to have a fold out. You could, you could pull it out. I, I wish I had it. I wish I had it right now. And like, and it would show this path and at different stages. And I was like, oh, at this stage, you know, you just need bookkeeping. At this stage, you need, it's things we actually talk about today, but it was like meant to like, a business owner could look at it. And go, it was oh, a little it, hokey. It was this super hokey. It was, it was super little... hokey. Like I got, I, I got very into it. Like as a kind of an outdoorsy, active person, I was like, okay, we're gonna build it like it's this path up the mountain, and you climb the mountain, 
So I was getting all of these, these images of things. I'm like, yes, I love it. You're climbing the mountain. You're doing this as you progress. We're going to meet your needs. The acuity's there the whole way through. And it just like, it it, it was hokey. If you look back at it, like, oh, okay, this just got to be too in my own headspace. Now, I'll say one thing that came out of it. You do know that part of the path did impact our branding. I'm looking at the sign behind Matthew. I'll hold up our sign of acuity here today. Do you see that like, oh, I got it this way. Like that, that actually, that little thing below. That, that, like, that is the path. That's the path. See our acuity logo. I've always liked it because it looks like, and it's got the acuity A in it, but that actually is the path. The path up to the mountain. You're climbing the mountain. So it did kind of live on in our logo, but there was this whole other thing. You'd come to the website, it was my vision, or you'd come, or I'd, I'd come out to your office and meet with you and pull out the little thing, and you could get this legal sized like pamphlet to where it'd pull out and you could see you walking on the path and Oh my gosh, as I describe it right now, I'm just like embarrassed by how hokey and like how cheesy that sounds. Like here, let me, here, here's a pamphlet. Tell me where you're at and it will tell you what your accounting services are. That's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty funny. What, okay. I'm going to try to think of something. So the topic is what we've screwed up. Well, just like really or stupid weird, things we tried, just kind of stupid things we tried, like weird ideas that you kind of look back. Well, well I think this goes back to like, like if you want to bring this back, like to something practical, um, like I remember every year we would say, okay, this year we're going to screw up sales. And this year we're going to screw up marketing. And this year we're going to screw up. I remember when we were trying to figure out, can we do customer success like software companies can do? So we were like, we would almost get it to where we were intentional about what we were going to screw up every year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think what's like, if you wanted to dig on that, we were stuck in an area and we, that was our acknowledgement that we were stuck, that we wanted that area to like really progress Right. And and what we're allowing each other to do, I think, when we were doing that was say, hey, man, like, we're going to fail a lot this year in this area, but let's do it in kind of like a measured way, right? We used to joke about we're going to make $10,000 bets, and, like, that was kind of like where we were, right? Do you, like, can you can you back up real quick and give maybe give some context to what we'd call like a ten thousand? I I remember uh, very clearly what we'd call a ten thousand dollar bet, like how we thought about it. Well, like a ten thousand dollar bet could be anything, right? So what what we were like, okay, we were at a place. This is around 2015, right? 2015, 2016. We were like, okay, we probably can afford to lose ten thousand dollars. If the upside is that we make progress toward figuring out this section. So if it was like $10,000, we were like, okay, if it, like the worst case scenario, we're trying to hire a person, right? You're trying to person. And then maybe that's a, so $10,000 means salaries like 3,500 a month, all in with benefits. Assuming like if this doesn't work at three months, we cut it off and kill it. And so I'll, we, I'll, I'll stop you right there because I want to emphasize this point that was very valuable to you and I. It may not be valuable to others. 
that was kind of the lens we used to look through these weird bets in. Is like we'd say ten thousand dollars over three months, not universally, but that was a very common bet that we felt like as an early stage firm we could afford to make. And so we'd say we're going to dollar constrain it and we're going to time constrain it. And we that was do, a very we common didn't do one. as we didn't do as well at the like hours constraining it, we, but we, we didn't. tried to do good on months constraining it. We did. It, right? That's exactly like, right. So. But to that, that gave us a bit of a bit of a very high level milestone of like, oh, can we take that risk? Are we willing to do a ten thousand dollar bet over three months? And a lot of things we felt like we could fit into that, and we try them. Right. That was right. kind of the very simple, and that worked for you and me. That may not work for others, but I'll, I'll let you. Keep it, going. I, I think it worked for us to like start the attempts i don't think it, we held ourselves accountable to that very well sometimes like we'd made some mistakes in hiring and some of those especially sales jobs in the early days and we just kind of let them linger past three months but well, we we it. also knew that uh, we, fire we knew fast that, is not something we've ever been good at no we, never we, we, about we, that we past, knew but. that um that wasn't probably the ultimate cost or timeline of some of those experiments but we also, I felt like that gave us a lot of opportunity to say, we're not going to sit on our hands and wait for the right time or wait to have enough money. It just gave us some momentum to say, like, we're going to go do it right now. Okay. If it falls within this constraint and we're thinking about it and it seems like kind of a good idea and we're sitting here waiting for the right time or the right cash balance, like, screw that. If it fits within that, we're willing to start the ball rolling. And I and I think that helped in our partnership too. Like there's a little bit of like I think with a lot of partners, like a little trepidation around screwing up big. Hundred percent. Right? But like giving the other person because usually it was one of us had purview over the thing and the other one just kind of trusted the other one was directionally going on what we had talked about, right? So like sometimes giving your partner permission to screw up to a certain threshold, an agreed threshold, like as they make mistakes is a really great, I think it's a great mechanism. I do too. From a partnership perspective, from a risk perspective, like doing calculated risks in areas where you're struggling is just really can be highly beneficial. You know what to me, the value of it was, and you're right, to me what it does is it implies trust in a partnership. I mean- Trust that's not like incredibly risky. It's like, you know what? Hey, I mean, $10,000 is no, nothing to laugh at. That, that's significant. It was no joke. 90 was, days, a three-month commitment, a good portion of 2015, that was is really nothing, no joke. It's is still nothing not no to, joke. Is, is nothing to sneeze at. All those things are nothing to sneeze at. But when you have the authority with your partner or with someone you work with to say, hey, just run it by me and make sure it's not crazy. And even if I disagree with it, like I'm willing to go ahead and pony up. That's how you and I looked at it was, sure, 10 grand over 90 days. Let's try it out and learn something. It does give you, it gave me a ton of confidence. I'm like, wow, this is a business partner who trusts me. This is someone who trusts me. It certainly made me want to, I wanted it to work. But also like, even if you or I was skeptical of it, like, all right, prove me wrong. Like you and I never care. Like we love to kind of fight about like, oh, that's a dumb idea, whatever. But ultimately we've always been good about like, man, the best idea wins. Like if that wins, great. And I can laugh about like, I was an idiot and I didn't see that. 
you know, I thought that, wow, bookkeepingsucks.com was going to be great. And okay, it didn't, whatever. Like we can laugh about that. So I do think to me, it imbues a lot of trust and like, wow, that's cool that we can do that. I, I think it unsticks you from, we're not going to sit here and debate about this. We have too many other things to work on. Like, let's just go and learn something. And like, if it doesn't work, cut it off on the next thing. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's really important. I, I mean, I, I think you've got to get unstuck. Like you got to have these mechanisms to get unstuck in really hard areas. And uh, I think we focus on marketing and sales a lot with these bets because that's not our core competency, right? Like that's not like we don't screw up accounting as much as that, but like probably have, but like. They're, they're, they're more fun to talk about in the sense of, because they're much more unknown. We can, we have a little bit more understanding of things that are in the accounting space or operationally we've gotten better. And I think also too, when it's something external, more external, like marketing, people can kind of laugh like, wait, you bought what website or what URL or what, you know, versus if we talk about, well, we switched this internal accounting system to that one or this process management system. Oh, like, people go, oh, okay. And those are big bets too. But I mean, at some point you're like, all right, well, everybody does that versus these are kind of weird bets where they're like, they're kind of growth oriented, like external bets where you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's unique. That's strange. Cause we started doing that probably when we we're like 2 million in revenue, I'm guessing. Yeah. So I, like- I remember we've spoken about EO a lot. I don't have this here with me, but what I had to do a presentation in my EO forum group years ago. And the presentation was on the growth of acuity. And like what caused the growth of acuity? And I had to sit and think about it. And I was relatively new to EO. This is probably a number of years ago. And what I ended up drawing the correlation to, and I did a graph. I really I should find this to put it out there. And I did a graph of revenue growth of acuity. And no, I did not tie it to when Matthew joined. Oh, because there's no revenue growth before Matthew joined. <laughs> It was the same size. My, e- for my eight ego, years. my ego is too large to say I can't let Matthew know that. However, there is a fairly high. There is like eight done. years of flatness. But okay, Matthew I, I said it. Now he's going to go on. He's not going to stop talking about it. <laughs> but what I did was, um, I actually mapped it up against a bunch of different crazy bets and experience experiments we made, and you could see a basic kind of correlation. I, and I get feedback from. My other fellow entrepreneurs were like, oh, it very much looks like the amount of exp- the the level of experimentation you guys went through correlated to the level of growth you achieved, right? Of like you just were willing to try a bunch of crazy things, whether it was our sales function, our marketing, internal things like let's go ahead and change the way we do customer success. Let's try stupid URLs, but whether they're successful or not. Launch tax, launch, I mean, just being like high levels of experimentation had a correlation for us to growth. And I think we can both, you know, we can all kind of all agree on that. And I always remember lots of like accolades from that group. Like that was a really cool presentation. And there are other things that corresponded to our growth, but I think that was experimentation was a huge part of it because you and I do not, we find that even today with team members or other firms to where we do struggle explaining some of our experimentation process. I think it's a little bit hard for people who aren't 
maybe wired like we are, would you say, of where we don't spend a lot of time thinking about like, ooh, let me measure all the possible outcomes. It's like, nope, if it fits within a certain parameter, it's not going to kill us. We're going to try it. We're going to try it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a, I, th- I think it wigs some people out, but like. It does. It, it, um, it's are, are, kind of a deal. Are there any others of those you can think of? I mean, those are a few experiments. Any others that come to mind before we start kind of rating beers that like you think of that were like, oh, interesting experiments that like are people would be like, what were they thinking? I mean, the, I mean, pay-per-click was the worst, man. That was the worst. I just effed that up so bad. <laughs> Don't ever pay-per-click in this world against Intuit and Zero and all of our partners we have to buy ads against, like unless you know what you're doing. Like no. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew's talking about ad buying for ad, ad buying and then all of our tech partners are ad buying the same words and oh all these people with so much money. What what were some of the what were some of the words or keywords that you were like, oh I'm gonna go do that you're like, oh oh just anytime you did anything non-long tail. And for people that don't know what long tail is, it's like um, you can either buy like accounting, bookkeeping, um, like that's a not long tail. That's like a just a keyword. But uh, I think where you can get some bang for your buck, and I learned this the hard way because I didn't do it. What you could do like accounting for SaaS companies is long tail, or what or bookkeeping help for s corps or uh e-commerce accounting in atlanta like whatever whatever it may be just like whatever people are searching for like three words or longer you can buy it like anything one word you're fighting against all the venture back companies whether they be pilot or bench or um into it or gusto or quickbooks it's just or into it and quickbooks are the same thing a zero <laughs> um so that was that was the lesson learned from that one i just um but that was during covid and we were trying to fight it right and so we were throwing a little bit of money at it to try to fight it um just to to keep the, just to offset the losses right so right right but we ended up spending more than we got in on that yeah, I yeah, and that's the that was the hardest one for me recently. Hard because of just the I didn't cut it off at the agreed price, and I yeah. overextended us a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, when you think about experiments, I think that's a wise way to think about it. Is think of some of the boundaries you want. What are the constraint points on your experiment? Like, just I, I would, if we were to step back. Maybe say lessons learned on experimentation and weird things we've done is I would advocate be weird, try things, all kinds of things. But to your point, Matthew, is like have some guardrails of like, oh, I'm going to let it run for this long. I'm going to do it for this price point over this period. But once you establish that, I I'm a firm believer that you will see that growth, that positive impact in your firm. If you create a high, good level of experimentation, just keep it going and learn, learn about it. I mean, that's the down. If you keep within those constraints, the biggest downside you've got is that you only learn something. Yep. And that's, damn, that's, that's a pretty good. 
That's probably worth 10K. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> 10K is your number, right? you know. If you really, that's crazy worth it. So um, experiment, try weird things. We've tried a bunch more than that, but like those are some good ones that you, I hope people find kind of funny that you can go look up a little bit and like a CMX or like go, go to those websites we mentioned, bookkeepingsucks.com. Bookkeeping.com just drives me nuts. It's some random guy with a WordPress site that says like, oh, this, and they aren't doing anything with it. Yeah. Maybe we can get them on drink while you think and like, hey, listen, oh, what do you think? That would be like, yeah, we should ping that person. Like, like, see, it's, why'd you buy it, dude? How much you pay for it? And he probably paid for nothing because he's not even using them. So it's it's a random guy's kind of name. Okay, if somebody gets that, we, we that may be a, a, another guest. We have another. We have a really good guest coming up here in a couple of weeks, but we'll see if we can get him on here as well too. I haven't told you about that guest. I'm excited, uh, but we'll see if we can get them on. Let's um, rate the beer, dude. Let's rate some beers. We're rating the same beer. This is the Hartsfield beer, Matthew. What should people also know about Hartsfield if they don't know? Oh, that's the name of the airport. Yeah. I mean, we had a bunch of our team members coming in this year, coming in just this week in and out of Hartsfield Jackson Airport. They were complaining about, have you seen the lions coming in and out of the airport? I'm like, yeah, welcome to the world's largest airport. Airport. And if you're watching on YouTube, Kenji can't figure out how to share screen. Is it not sharing? Uh, it isn't on mine, but if it's on yours, yours recording off yours, it's fine. I'm going to try one more time to share. Hopefully, it's sharing this time. Matthew's at sharing. Not for me, but if it is for you, you've got the recording on your side. You're good. Okay. We're going to pretend like it's sharing. Matthew, um, I've got oh. it pulled up here. What are you going to rate it? You want me to go first? I want you to rate it. It's an IPA. I'm going to rate it lower than you, so I want to use your rating because Twilight gave us the beers and I'm going to go because Twyla, this has nothing to do with Twyla and her wonderful team and what they wanted to do for us. It's about rating the beer fairly. This is a 3.0 to me. It's a three. 3.0? Yeah. It's it's not great. It's nothing. I I wouldn't wouldn't write home about it. I don't know. It's not hitting me in the right way. He's not feeling it today. Not 3.0. He's not feeling it. We're going to go with 3.0 on it. What's you? What are you going? 3.0. We're going 3.0. We got one score for it, man. It's oh, man. all good. I'm putting this both. Oh, they won't let me do a duplicate check-in. I have to. Um, Untapped is a very sophisticated app, and it says to you, you have to wait at least one extra minutes before you can do drink the same beer again. I mean, do they not think I can drink a beer in, in less than 60 seconds? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, or do they have drunk people just keep clicking the button? Maybe there, there's probably um, something. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I I can drink a beer. You we we you and I have consumed beers in less than sixty seconds. Um, this is again at the Atlanta Brewing Hartsfield. We love repping Atlanta. It's an okay beer. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to the FreshBooks folks. If you're uh, in one of the towns FreshBooks is coming to, make sure to hit the Fresh books meetups hopefully those of you guys that were in the atlanta one got to see kenji i'm got a competing thing that night there's one in um up in canada where they're they are from there's atlanta there's going to be um portland oregon there's gonna be austin texas so please check them out they're just great folks and i think they're really going to do some interesting things in the space um and let us know you want to be on drink while you think look what's waiting for you wow isn't that beautiful isn't that a beautiful yeti um Please like, comments. We'd love to have you on. Tell us a topic you'd like us to talk about, and we're always happy to discuss. Hope everyone's great out there. 
Cheers, y'all. Cheers, Matthew. Always great connecting here. We'll see you next time.